Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This podcast contains explicit language. There's something in my head- headphones. Someone's got a tab oh, open. It's the sound of someone. <laughs> it's the sound of some British person talking about corruption. Is it coming from your laptop? Oh, sorry, it's coming from my laptop. Oh, oh. Detective Delaney on the case. <laughs> Oof. I don't know why. Conviction. I don't know why it sounds like. Go to jail. <laughs> All right. Here comes I'll sentence you to death. You to death. You to death. 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 So that happened. This week, we are wondering, what's the cooler innovation in the world of sports entertainment? Is it paying $10 million to live stream a Jacksonville Jaguars game in England? Or is it using the long arm of the law to take down FIFA president Sepp Blatter? Decide for yourself after we talk about it. Meanwhile, on Capitol Hill, a debate over national security has been raging the past few weeks, all of it targeting the Patriot Act and its future. We will get you caught up on what's gone down with an emphasis on how it affects you. Finally, rarely is it asked, is our Securities and Exchange Commission regulators learning? Doing what's necessary to protect you from another economic meltdown? Restricting felonious financial sector finaglers from further faffing up our lives? We will have the blow-by-blow of a new fight between Elizabeth Warren and Mary Jo White, the head of the SEC. I'm Jason Lincolns, here with Huffington Post reporters Zach Carter, Arthur Delaney, and Jessica Schulberg. Here's what happened first. Hey, everybody. So that happened is back. My name is Jason Lincolns. I'm the editor of Eat the Press. Uh, By now you know this is a podcast about stuff in politics. By now you know I'm likely to be joined by... It's me, Arthur Delaney. Yep, yep, Arthur Delaney is here. And also... It's me, Zach Carter. Right. So, what's going on, guys? How's your week been? It's me, Mario. <laughs> uh, I think Arthur's week is going really well from uh, like from his it. attitude this morning. Well, I'm excited about the NFL partnering with Yahoo to stream sports on the internet. That seems okay. So I th- I saw that and I thought that's a great idea. And then I saw that Yahoo was paying ten million dollars for one game. And, and I you said, were like, no. And then you saw, oh, and it's a Jaguars Bills game. <laughs> I'm and sorry. Then you said, oh, it's the one that's in London. Do you realize that <laughs> Yahoo is a company and that companies can set money on fire? And- <laughs> that's very true. That's very true. The argument, the best argument I've read about this is that. It's a loss leader that can lead to better things. Here's what you need to know. The game that they've for which they've chosen to do this live stream. Featuring that, the saucy Jacksonville Jaguars. Two, two totally lame teams, the Jaguars and the Bills. The Bills. Let's be clear. The Jaguars are so bad, they, they lost to the Washington football team last year. And the Washington football right. team is about as bad as it gets. Let's yeah. be yeah. clear. Nobody yeah. cares about the Jaguars. But here's what you, okay, so here's what you need to know. This game will be live streamed for free on the internet, and anyone can see it anywhere. But here's why I think this is terrific. It's the London game. 
Every year the NFL puts on a game over. Why is it so great that it's Lon- the London game though? Because and they that, put on multiple games in London now. Right. This game. Well, this particular game will be happening at 9:30 a.m. Eastern time. Woo! Exciting. So who? So we're not going to care if it's not on TV at the bar, and we're going to be able to. Wa- uh, well, I guess it won't be during the week. But I was going to say, if we're if you're at the office on that day, well, when, you can watch it at your desk. One thing that happened, you know, the Huffington Post. We, if you if you wa- read the Huffington Post on Sundays, you know that that we are always covering you know whatever people are saying on the Sunday shows. And one of the nice things about the the London like 9:30 a.m. Uh, football game is that there's one less Sunday show to cover. Why would that, why does that be? Why would that be? Because there's a network television. Uh, at least th- this happened to me last year when I was doing. It. I think I think Fox was covering it, and so there was there was no Fox News Sunday. Uh, that that oh, well, no, no 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 no. You're great. only gonna get this game on TV, Zach, if you're in market. If you're in. Buffalo or Jackson. This, where, this or, happened to me last year. I they did not. I did not have to do a Sunday show. It is true. All right. Well, TV you're you're miss you. You haven't grasped the concept. <laughs> the sh- the game won't be on TV, man. It is it's true. It's going to be on the internet. It is true that from time to time, sports happens and a Sunday show gets taken off the air. Normally, is the French Open. God bless the French Open. Always meant that I didn't have to watch Meet the Press one time a year. And lately, NBC uh, Sports owns the rights to Premier League Soccer, has on occasion interrupted Meet the Press to uh, to show a soccer game. Vastly superior product to Meet the Press. I think even Arthur would agree on that. Oh, absolutely. Because absolutely. you know what? Meet the Press, like, the same thing you hate about soccer happens even more on Meet the Press, is that, like, Something something adverse happens to the person, and they fall down and go, "Oh, no fair!" Oh yeah, no, no got- fair! Oh, you clipped me! It oh, was a gotcha fair. question. Foul! <laughs> oh, foul! Why did you oh, ask me hurt. about my publicly oh, no available fair. voting record? Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> terrible. So, so there's a lot of flopping. In other words, now I I I think that charitably we could call this. Here's the thing about the Yahoo paying ten million. Again, to live game from not so much money for a company. You know, you know why we're all, you know, <laughs> but you know why we're all really happy about it. Why is that? Someone else made this decision. Like, if we had come to work that day and we learned that Ryan Grimm had been like, "Yo, we're gonna spend ten million on an NFL game," we'd have been like, "Damn, that sucks." Yeah, because because yeah, man, that that ten dollars. It's a classic. Divided among the three of us. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's a classic let the other guy go first. Well, everyone wanted situation. it. Like, Google was trying to do it reportedly. That There was bidding for this, and Yahoo yep. won the bidding. Yep. I think this it's is, great. This is a big deal for the, the business of television, right? Because we the, the cable model is, is start of, sort of starting to come unraveled with, with things like HBO that people actually, people actually buy cable so they can get HBO. Now, if you can get HBO separately online and not pay for this big expensive cable package like me you might not want to buy, go for cable and sports are the other big thing that people get, go right no it's yeah. definitely it's true live sports i mean i even i i largely do not watch tv i i almost do not watch any i don't watch dramas or god or you're a pretentious fuck i know i feel superior to other people don't even own a television but you do i, you I do own a television and, yeah. and the thing that i watch <laughs> is sports because uh, watching yeah, a live sporting rebellious event, consumer yeah here. Watching sports after the fact is not fun. It's only fun live. It's only right. fun in the moment. Yeah, so if true. you miss it live, I mean, TV's really good for that. If you can do that on the internet, uh, I mean, there's a lot of money to be made. And there. this is a good thing for uh, people who consume TV in general because cable companies have been running a racket with these bundles where you get a bunch of channels right. you don't ever watch, ever. Right. Look, I'm, I'm glad I didn't spend $10 million on this, but I do wish Yahoo the best because when Sling TV 
tried to stream NCAA tournament games, it was a shit show. And it was really just a shit show because you really can't guess at what the technology is going to do streaming-wise right now. You don't know how many people are going to sign up, how many people are going to overload your servers. And that's what happened when Sling tried to do the popular, more popular NCAA tournament games this year is streams went dead, streams were choppy. And so I think that I, – I do think, based upon what I've read, that Yahoo's kind of walking into this with clear eyes. They understand that – uh, there's an experimental nature to this. They understand that, that, and like all experiments, it may not work. There may be a problem that's that's uh, that that's unforeseen. Maybe the stream's bad, but someone's kind of you're you're right in this. I, I feel like someone has to sort of like walk into the breach to see what happens. Yeah, someone's got to think different right. and just do it. I mean, hey, thanks for the the existing models. For the brand buy name. AOL stock. Buy AOL stock. <laughs> Actually, don't. No, we already got bought. Buy, yeah, buy Verizon yeah. stock. Sell. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but that's the thing. You know, the existing model is a bunch of people who like MSNBC having to pay for Fox News at the same time. It's clearly not a good model. Uh, so, so something that's a little more a little more fragmented, I think, is is the smart way to go. Sure. Here's another sports update I want to bring up. Last week, I I in particular was overjoyed high-fiving a million angels about how the Justice Department took down all those corrupt fucks at FIFA. Now... Second F word already. And and, and now, yeah, I know. Well, I mean, you really can't... FIFA has two F letters in their name. So they are the... One of those has to be... Actually, the third one is just fuck. Right. So what happened, man? Well, what happened is that they, like, a few mere hours after... All that went down. Sepp Blatter was reelected. Yeah, to run FIFA. He's the head of. He was the head of FIFA, he, right? And then he resigned. Ah, so that happened. Yeah, so that happened, and it's great. It's really great. Uh, the the uh, ongoing investigation uh, uh, brought in uh, this dude named Jack Warner, who is uh, another corrupt. He's the, uh, Jack Warner's the guy who was like, I have this article. That I'm using to defend myself, and the article turned out to be from The Onion. Which he, which he like, printed Yeah, he was the like, internet. he held it up like he was, like, Bashir Assad or somebody. It was like, oh, the newspaper say! And so, <laughs> and so he, everyone was like, that's an Onion article, dude. And you're like, how fucked up is this co- company that their top-ranking execs, like, just don't know what's going on? They can read The Onion and be like, yeah, that's, that's that, that, that. Probably is happening. I don't know, but I'm going to put it up and say. Is is Jack Warner an, an American? Uh, South African, I believe. Yeah, so that's the thing. I, the Onion, I think, is is not well known abroad. In the United States, everybody knows the Onion. But there's uh, a, he's a Trinidadian. For people who don't know, there's a clue, and that is the name of the newspaper is the Onion. Right. <laughs> Surely I, I he has a friend are familiar with onions. Yeah. Right? Not not very newsworthy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the the the. Th- I think I think that they could bring Bladder down with this, and the best news of all is they could they could prevent the World Cups from being held in Russia and, and Q-A-T-A-R. How do you want to pronounce it today? Uh, Qatar, I believe, is the is the we, generally we'll accepted stick pronunciation. With stick with Qatar. But you know, words are words are just words. You can say whatever you want. You know, this is a, it's it's a free country. You can call, you can call it you can call it dolphin if you want. Anyway, I'll tell you what we'll call it we'll call it the the uh, corrupt slave state. Okay, that's fair. So there won't be there's and, and you know hopefully that'll happen. Arthur just made a face because <laughs> he's worried Jason went too far. Calling it a corrupt slave state that's actually, Ooh. <laughs> that's actually objectively what it is. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Sounds bad. That's objectively what 
All right, so you know the uh, all those hotels and stadiums that are going up. We'll just uh, my producer. Empty. My producer just urged me to go somewhere that even I'm not going to go. <laughs> the bathroom. Sorry. Yes, the bathroom. <laughs> Sorry. Um, all right. Uh, well, <laughs> we're in a we're in a good mood, and at the moment, uh, since we're in such a good mood, I think I got to kick Arthur out of here. Get out of here. All right. Bye, guys. Yes. Get uh, out of we're going to be joined in just a few minutes by Jessica Schulberg Mr. to talk Arthur. about. Bye. Arthur's going to be back. Okay. I just, I, uh, we're going to be joined in a few we're minutes. Close. I know, you guys are really tight. We're going to be joined by a few minutes by Jessica Schulberg to talk about the Patriot Act, so stay tuned. Hey there, listener of this podcast. I've got a quick little thing I'd love to chat with you about. Are you a regular So That Happened listener? Well, let us know. Send me an electronic communication with your electronic communicating devices at so that happened at HuffingtonPost.com. Tell us what you think of the show, what we're messing up, and who you'd like to hear more from or more about. Okay, back to the program. All right, we are back, and now we are joined by our esteemed colleague, Jessica Schulberg. Hi, guys. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. So, Jessica, you're here because we want to talk about everything that has gone down in recent weeks with your Patriot Act slash your Freedom, Freedom Act. Freedom Act. We're Freedom right? Act now. Right. It's a... I'm real one-upmanship there. I mean, yeah, you, totally. If we move from Patriot Act to Freedom, like, what is the next... <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's God a Act. USA Freedom Act. You oh. want to be construed for... <clears throat> Cuban freedom. Right. No Canadian. European freedom. No, this is You're on your own freedom. with your freedom, Belgium. Yeah. We obviously aren't covering your dumb ass <laughs> with our freedom. But we uh, might be spying on your prime minister. We probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah, I'm, so I'm 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 glad that one thing hasn't changed. We are still uh naming our laws as if we have just stepped out of nap time at kindergarten. <laughs> That's great. I'm sure that you know, there's nothing that puts there's nothing that puts the fear into our terrorist enemies more than our <laughs> Cold acronym game. <laughs> Although I don't think freedom is an acronym, right? I, I think it stands for... Oh, it does stand for something? Fucking really entirely existential doom of man act. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta go look it up, but that's last time I checked. Oh my I think God. <laughs> right? That is the... F- that is the wow. funniest bit of improvisation, <laughs> doom of man, that has ever happened. That, that, that worked out a lot better. That was great. <laughs> By the second E, I was like, "Oh my god!" Wow, existential <laughs> doom of man. Wow, wow. <laughs> it sounds really positive, but then when you take a closer look, it's, it's not so good. This is where you leave the room and be like, "Good night, folks." <laughs> That's all. Like. All right. So unfortunately, you have to stay. Uh, so so this week, uh, folks, we focus attention has been focused on famous Section Two Fifteen of this mm-hmm. Act. And uh, a lot of uh, measures that were long set to expire and have long been controversial, and we're reengaged this week and shouted about by a number of people, most notably Rand Paul, who Rand Paul. fundraised off his ability to talk for hours about this, mm-hmm. uh, and his ability to, I guess, anger most of his Senate colleagues. Uh, but he successfully waylaid the ability of Congress to. Reauthorized this for what forty eight hours? Couple days, yeah. Couple days, mm-hmm. but now it's back. It's back in the form of the USA Freedom Act, and this this whole thing has kind of been covered as far as like a story about 
congressional melodrama and the electoral hopes of like super fresh, rich celebrities like Rand Paul. Hot. Is it going to be president now? Stand with Rand. Right, because that's what, yeah, all this is about, you know, to Rand Paul, like, this is all about marketing my brand, yo. But what is, what is uh, now that we have this new uh, Freedom Act, what does that mean for Americans, like normal human beings? Uh, logistically, not much. I mean, the, the biggest change that you see to Section 215 is that instead of the government storing bulk metadata information on your phone records, the telecommunications companies will be the ones storing it after six months. There's a, or a six-month transition period. Um, so at that point, the government, if they're doing an investigation and they need metadata on an American's phone calls, they call up Verizon and they say, hey, we're investigating this person. We think they're our, our new bosses. Or our, our new, right. Full disclosure, that's a good point. And they have to query the telecom's database through kind of search terms. One of the concerns is that it's really broad search terms. It's not like, I think Jason Lincolns is a terrorist, so I'm going to query all of his information. It's like, well, I think Jason is, but he works at Huffington Post. I mean, the query could be as broad as an entire corporation. It could be... It could be AOL. It could well, be now that I work for Verizon, I assume I'll have <laughs> access to all this data, too. I think I'm think i sourced up, mother. Yeah. Isn't, that, isn't that kind of one of the, the weird sort of ironies of this, right, that, that we're, we're, we're really upset about the government spying on us? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think rightfully so. And now the big fix is, don't worry, guys, just giant corporations are going to spy on you. And then maybe sometimes the government will and spy on you, And they still give too. the government, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and there's, arg- there's there arguments have been made that actually this will make it easier to retain more metadata. Mm-hmm. But do the yeah, Marcy Wheeler's made that argument for right? Yeah, yeah. Does 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 Verizon want to hold on to this stuff? Like, if they had their druthers, what would they, would there be involvement be? I mean, it comes down to a, a market decision, I think, more than a moral one. So whether it's Verizon, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Facebook, you're seeing it's becoming unpopular to infringe on people's privacy. So I think you're beginning to see a bigger and bigger push to not being able or not holding on to this data. You have to have it for a certain amount of time for billing purposes. Right. But this huge dragnet that the government is pushing for, I think is facing more and more resistance from private companies as their customers are becoming less satisfied with that. Um, Obama, in a a strange feat of, I would say, rhetorical verve. uh, (laughs) Verve pipe. (laughs) (laughs) He, uh, well, through Josh Earnest, uh, took credit for this change, saying that it... Saying that his long ago promises to reform these initiatives <laughs> is finally, finally in hand, and if it only hadn't been for the you know Obama administration <laughs> stopping it all this time, it would have happened. I, I, I kind of just laugh at this. It's like insane to see him doing this. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was something that Senator Rand Paul during his ten and a half hour long speech that I had the joy of listening to in its entirety um, brought up as a very invalid point. He was saying, you know, you have. You have so many executive authorities available to you. You've not been shy about using them. If you wanted this program shut down, you could have made an action to do it a long time ago. The reason that you're seeing this surge of executive approval of so-called NSA reform is because the reform bill is exceedingly modest, and it gives the administration the ability to say, hey, we backed this thing that totally reigns in the NSA, when in practice it does very little. And as I think Ali has written about quite a bit, um, there's so Allie Watkins. Allie Watkins. There's a host of other authorities available to the president that allows him to continue a really similar type of spying program, whether that's executive order 12333, which was passed during the Reagan administration, which 
uh, surveillance advocates have said is even more controversial than Section 215. Uh, so it's really pretty rich of the Obama administration to be taking credit for this type of reform. In a pretty scathing piece for The Guardian, Spencer Ackerman, uh, <clears throat> I think, kind of kind of filleted Obama's take on all this, saying that, that his the life of him in the surveillance reform game has been, quote, a story of vacillation, caution, and fear. It's easy for someone running for president to say, I'm going to reform these things. Once you get into the White House... It is you are kind of motivated mm-hmm. by the fear. And specifically I think the fear of what a terrorist attack will do to your mm-hmm. electoral hopes. Well, you see, I feel like every Bob Woodward book starts the same. You have the president comes into office, he's really excited, he's fresh off of the campaign trail, he's relatively innocent, thinks he knows a lot about national security from serving on the Intel Committee, and then he gets briefed by the intelligence community and he's like, Holy shit, what have I gotten myself into? Right. And I think Obama is in some ways, a poster child of that. You know, he, he said he was going to shut down Guantanamo. He said he was going to rein in drone strikes. He said we didn't need this sweeping dragnet of surveillance. And then he gets into office. And in some ways, there is structural barriers to dismantling that. But I think in some ways, he realized, like, holy shit, some of these are pretty valuable tools that I'm not really ready to part with. Yeah, uh, it'll happen to you too, Rand. <laughs> it'll happen to you too. Um, do do you, you don't think this reigns in the NSA at all? Um, You're making a funny not, face. Not really. Whether yeah. <laughs> whether it's because if we're just focused on Section 215, I don't think those reforms are significant. I'm, I'm assuming the NSA is still like, damn it. I mean, the right? DNI, the director of the National Intelligence Community, has signed off on this bill, so it's not a problem. So that, I think, is indicative oh, enough good. that, I, not to be cynical, but I don't think that the DNI no, no, we encourage would, would approve. <laughs> This podcast. This is a podcast about cynicism and human failure. I don't know. If- um, another another kind of shortcoming of this bill. Something that came out of the. There's an effort in the House to create this amicus provision, which basically says when we have these secret FISA courts, instead of having the government argue with the government over whether or not they should be able to spy on Americans, maybe we should put in a privacy advocate who argues on behalf of privacy with the government. The House is really into that. They created this whole position that would have been a permanent standing position in the FISA courts. Um, Before it came to the Senate, they were sort of told they needed to water it down. The way it passed out of the Senate is that the court has the authority to appoint such a person if it wants to, but it doesn't have to. (laughs) I mean, this is kind of like the equivalent of of like the grand jury procedures, right? Like where, you know, grand juries always indict people because they're only hearing the prosecutor side of things. There's no, there's no defense, any, any voice in these, in these processes. And, and the courts are set up to be this way. You, You never have, you never have people running the show being like, you know. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com. 
the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. It would be really great if we made it harder to do the thing that we want to do. We want this to be much more adversarial. <laughs> right. It just doesn't happen. Right. <laughs> what do you think would have to be in place for FISA to say, nah, we're not going to drop that top? I mean, I'd like to say a really huge document dump that showed how messed up the system was, but I don't, I don't know if that's email us at so that happened at huffingtonpost.com with your documents. Anonymous. We're, we're talking to you, Eric Snowden. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so yeah. That was, that was, that was, who was it that kept saying Eric Snowden? A bunch of them. I think it was McConnell. It was uh, who was it? Eric Snowden. It was wow, several I lawmakers. This. That's awesome. People that, are tweeting. Edward Snowden can come home now. That's They're some, looking for Eric. That's some cold <laughs> ass. That's some cold ass ethering of Edward Snowden. That was pretty great. We don't even know that guy's name. What is he? <laughs> Eric. I mean, how much credit did he get? Oh, uh, tons of credit. From from Congress persons, it, it was pretty funny. So the people that hate him were, were sitting there what Sunday night, hours before the Patriot Act's expiring. And everyone... you know, the two people hate everybody though. <laughs> That's true. But the people just like like I'm gonna bomb that Starbucks. I didn't get cream <laughs> in my in my latte. Exactly. You know, I was worried. I the, the one thing I'm really worried about. We were just talking about how like the Justice Department taking down Fef. Uh, <laughs> It's called him Feth. Sep Blatter. Feth Blatter. Feth Blatter. I'm worried. I'm worried that like Lindsey Graham is gonna like be lost in kind of a glass case of emotion that we took down an international gang of criminals without bombing anybody. It's, it's pretty unprecedented. Well, how about that? How about that? <laughs> but but he got and and we saw uh, yesterday uh, a new entrant into the presidential race, Lincoln Chafee. Also, mm-hmm. shout out Edward Snowden. Mm-hmm. Really, probably because Lincoln Chafee needs to borrow somebody's shine. Right, right. So he went. We'll see how much longer he's tuned Edward Snowden's he went with Edward Snowden um, or Eric Snowden. Eric, you guys are uh, so you, hard on Lincoln Chafee. I, I don't mean to be. I think maybe that he confused. This is this is my theory. I think that like Modern Family has gotten so popular that Congress persons are now confusing Eric Stone Street with Edward Snowden. That could be. I'll have to ask um, I'll have to ask McConnell about that. And I'm going to subpoena Eric Stone Street. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about because I don't watch TV. But Right, you've made that perfectly yeah. clear. You just don't watch television. Just a reminder that I feel a little bit superior, superior to all of us. Right I don't now have TV of that. either, Zach. Okay. Oh, God, that's awesome. God, Boy, that's Jason does it is mean so I much... can't read things on the internet? Mm. That's true. Actually, it does. <laughs> I, I love TV. I love TV. Y'all are missing out. Mm. It's, it's mm. like mm. unlike unlike. Attention. Tell you what. Unlike the unlike the internet. Made it this far into this podcast. <laughs> unlike the internet, the TV, TV isn't a hundred percent filled with garbage at all times. So. Unlike the internet. Yeah. What are you talking? You've not about? been to the deep, deep, dark corners of the internet that I've been to. <laughs> no, I. You're saying that in the deep, deep, dark corners, there's less garbage. Oh, more. Oh, you're saying there's less garbage on TV. No, the yes. garbage is just worse on the internet. There's not. There's not a higher rate ratio of garbage. Keeping right, up with the Kardashians is. Probably the worst thing that ever happened. You know what? Keeping up with the Kardashians doesn't like end up in my Twitter feed. <laughs> well, that's your choice. You choose who you follow on Twitter. That's true. Yeah. Everyone I can't should choose what pops up on my television screen. You're 100 percent right. I should. Television is basically fascism. I, I mean, you, everyone is telling you what to do all the time, <laughs> and they're giving you garbage against your will. The internet is <laughs> communism. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. But the, it's the, the eternal the everybody eternal holds battle. hands, yeah, and farms together on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> we sing kumbaya. Sounds amazing. <laughs> Sounds amazing. So the 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 future of the Patriot Act is a rebranding, and that's about it. More or less, I more think or less, a fair assessment. But I think what's significant about this isn't so much 
the text of the bill that got passed because her reads that they're very long. I think more of it is, as you're seeing for the first time, definitely since 9-11 and probably longer, um, an instance of Congress taking back some authority from the intelligence community, even if it's small and symbolic. Um, and I think it gives more momentum uh, to the few people in Congress, because there are some who have been arguing for this type of change, you know, even before the Snowden disclosures. So I think they'll have more of a ground to stand on when they go forward and say, hey, what about Section 702, that that provision in the FISA amendments that allows the government to collect your emails? Like, what about that? Shouldn't, shouldn't we do something about that? Yeah, it seems bad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look at that, ending us up on a hopeful note. And that is, I guess, always a good thing. I try. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. So thank you. Jessica Schulberg, you can follow her on Twitter, like all of us who are dumb enough to have Twitter accounts. Her Twitter account, which is great, not like mine. Mine is complete trash. Don't follow me. Um, But hers is... I, I think I have, is it, is it Jessica Scholb? Yeah, which Sam's dying, it's really mad at, but having like a seven letter long name, he doesn't understand the difficulty. That's totally true. Good Twitter handle. No, he's totally true. Last name. And he adds HP. No, uh, Arthur adds HP at the end of his, and she's like, cost you two more characters. Uh, yeah, I don't Everyone know. knows you work for Post. And then if I do Jess Schulberg, there's three S's in a row. That's a mess. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Jess Kohlberg? Yeah. yeah. So her Twitter account is Jessica, as in the way we spell Jessica, Schulb, S C H U L B. And you know what? If you've got a better idea for a Zazzy Twitter account that I, Jessica I'd can really use, I'd really welcome it. Yeah, yeah. But send us an email, and and we'll we'll have a we'll have a put it at the end of your document leak. Yeah, please put that at the end <laughs> of your massive FISA court document leak. Again, dump all your documents, leak all your shit to us. We're more responsible than we stand with private information. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will go to jail to preserve your anonymity because in jail I don't have to do any fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to that. All right, thanks a lot, Jessica. Bye-bye. We're back. Arthur Delaney is back. Hey, with thanks us. for having me back. Appreciate also it. back is Zach Carter. Also back is me. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Zach. Uh, Who, me? Tell, talk to me about Mary Jo White, yo. Oh, okay. Did she play drums in the White Stripes? Nope, nope. Uh, I think Meg White gets a bad rap. I think uh, I think the criticism of Meg White is totally unfair. The White I've Stripes sound great. Because her White. beats are simple. Yeah, so what? That band's great. Uh, she, it worked. Um, She's crying all the way to the bank. Yep, and all the haters are crying all the way to, like, being bad. But who's stuff. really crying all the way from the bank? Uh, right, the Securities and Exchange Commission. Right, there you uh, go. <laughs> what a segue. Can we just so, high five a million angels for that one, too? Woo! There we go, there we go. All right. What's up, angels? Um, so Mary Jo White was, uh, there were a lot of high hopes for Mary Jo White when she was appointed uh, chair of the Securities and Exchange Commission uh, a couple years ago by President Obama. Um, the SEC is supposed to be sort of like the top Wall Street cop on the beat. They're in charge of, of most of the, uh, of the securities fraud stuff. That things that banks do wrong, uh, not just banks, all companies. But uh, the SEC was in charge, was the, the primary regulator during the financial crisis, for instance, for the really big investment banks like Bear Stearns, Lehman yeah. Brothers. Um, didn't really regulate them. Uh, their chair at the time was a guy named Chris Cox. He was terrible. So, a walking shrug emoticon, Chris Cox. Right. He just didn't believe in regulation. The guy, the guy uh, John McCain, was like, "When I'm when I'm president, I'll fire him." And we were like, "Oh gosh, you know, you really can't. You're not allowed." Yeah, that was sort of like a gaffe, but it was also like, yeah, but he was it, right. He was a terrible you shrug should, emoticon of a man. Right. He can't fire the SEC chairman, but he, he could have done absolutely everything in his power to embarrass him until he left office, yeah. uh, which you know was would have been a good idea. He was a terrible SEC chairman, um, and the world blew up on his watch. Uh, 
They also missed Bernie Madoff on his watch, even though they had a guy deliver him right to their door. Somehow the SEC has has maybe managed to get worse. Um, they haven't. The been... SEC is one of like a, a half dozen of regulatory agencies. Right. Cox's successor, it must be said, Mary Shapiro was from FINRA at the time. She also. Or one of the whole arguments Elizabeth Warren was making for why we need one financial regulator is that all these different guys, all these, you know, the the OCC, the SEC, uh, the FDIC compete for, you know, they want the banks to be regulated by them. And then then, that results in regulatory capture because they're trying to be nice to banks. Right. They shop for regulators and get the sweetest deal. But the SEC is supposed to be the really big, super good, tough cop. They're not just a bank regulator. They regulate all corporations. So you, if you are a Wall Street muckety-muck doing things wrong, you are supposed to be terrified of the SEC catching you. But under Mary Jo White's tenure, um, the SEC has really, really seen its enforcement game slow down. And this has been very disappointing to people because she's a very tough terrorism prosecutor before she came to the SEC. People thought, well, there's a chance that she'll be really tough. She also used to be a corporate lawyer, represented Bank of America, among other people. So there's a chance she wasn't going to be right. tough. And so it was controversial, but there, there, was, there weren't a whole lot of liberals speaking out saying, you know, this is not a good one. Um, and now Elizabeth Warren is saying, okay, we've had a couple years of Mary Jo White, and, and she, can, she is ready to conclude that Mary Jo White's tenure has been very disappointing. Um, the biggest thing, I think, that, that Warren can point to um, are, are these, these waivers that the SEC keeps granting. If, if you are convicted of a crime, if you have to settle and acknowledge wrongdoing with, with the SEC, um, your company is supposed to automatically lose a whole bunch of regulatory privileges. Right. You're not supposed to be able to automatically have your, your securities off- offerings approved. They're supposed to be subjected to additional regulatory scrutiny. If you, uh, when you make forward-looking statements about your company's performance, there's a lower standard for fraud. Uh, if, if and these waivers have a name, talking. right? Some of them are, you know, Wixie is the uh, the sort of standard. That's standard it. Wixie, one. Wixie, Wixie, so, Wixie, 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 Exactly. Well-known right. standard issuer is, is the main one. But but it basically means you are subject to less regulatory scrutiny um, as a result of this this waiver, even though we know that you do bad things. And a lot of these these companies are recidivists. They keep settling with the with the administration over and over again for you know mortgage problems over here uh they'll be rigging interest rates over there they will have be having you know insufficient uh risk oversight of their proprietary trading activities that they're not supposed to be doing anyway over here they'll be rigging energy markets in california over there they'll come back again again and again and each time the sec just says okay well you know there's no reason to apply additional scrutiny to your stuff uh you seem basically fine and this just happened with a bunch of banks pled guilty to felony now wait a minute so there's this and elizabeth's Warren, Elizabeth Warren is disappointed, but isn't there also a more specific, a more personal beef? So that has that was really what the controversy surrounded this week because it's just not terribly controversial that the SEC is weak. shitty, yeah. right? Like that's yeah. people yeah. old news. That. Um, but but Elizabeth Warren came just walked right up to the edge and and almost called Mary Jo White a liar to her face, uh, and almost said that Mary Jo White lied to Elizabeth Warren's face. Is she a liar though? Well, I mean, I wasn't at the meeting, so I, I can't say for certain. Well, what so happened, what 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 is the meeting? Tell us about. So two weeks ago, uh, there, uh, Elizabeth Warren had uh, Mary, jo- Mary Jo White came to Elizabeth Warren's office, and they talked about a CEO pay rule. It's a very simple rule from from the 2010 Dodd Frank Act, which would just require all companies to disclose the ratio of their median workers' pay to the CEO's pay. So is it like four to one? Is it twenty five to one? Is it a billion to one? Really simple calculation. SEC's had this mathematical formula ready for for years now, and and, and, and there are o- outside groups will look at SEC filings and do it themselves 
but it's not that simple. Right, it takes so you, time. You need a little expertise to, to put it together. Right, so requiring them to do this is very simple, very straightforward, should be easy. The SEC keeps pushing it back. And at this meeting, Mary Jo White committed to Elizabeth Warren that she would get this rule done by the fall. But that same day, the Office of Management and Bu- Budget published a sort of forward-looking schedule for regulations, and it said that actually the SEC had pushed back their timeline on that until April of 2016. So oh. they bumped it back six months. Um, so maybe maybe Mary Jo White wasn't lying. Maybe she's just stupid. Well, th- here's the thing. And the, doesn't know what's going on in her own agency. Well, you're, the, you're, the, you're the boss, though. Which which would not be good, right? So right. so Elizabeth Warren didn't straight up call her a liar. She said, you know, this was this was not accurate information, and I'm really perplexed as to how I received this inaccurate information from you when your answers were clear and my questions were clear. Um, Mary Jo White pushed back really hard against the Elizabeth Warren letter. Elizabeth Warren, you know, made these complaints to Elizabeth to to Mary Jo White in a letter that she published for the world to see. Um, and Mary Jo White said, you know, you've mischaracterized my, my tenure at, uh, at the SEC, but didn't really go into too much detail about those mischaracterizations, except on this, this, this sort of, you almost called me a liar accusation. And in there, it's just really hard to take Mary jo, Mary jo White has said now that, says now that, or the SEC, a, an anonymous SEC official who I spoke to says that, uh, they're, they're, that White is still committed to getting this, this rule done by, by the fall. So if that happens, you know, all's, all's well, uh, would but that happen absent this fracas? Hmm. Not clear. Because yeah. if you look at that, that regulatory schedule, you know, in September of 2013, right after Mary Jo White came to the SEC, they put it on the, on the calendar for, for the fall of 2014. They blew past that deadline. They said, okay, we'll do it in the fall of 2015. Then, then they pushed it back again. So this has already been pushed back multiple times. The idea that they were just pushing back the deadline for six more months just because, just you know, hey, why not? Um, it, it seems a little, it's a little hard to take at face value. Could be the case that they just wanted to give themselves a little extra room, but it's, it's, it's really hard to believe. Um, I, I was reading this Politico article, and it's classic Politico, because the headline is, Did Elizabeth Warren go too far this time? Oh, my stars and goddess! Did she finally push too hard? We're gonna because, need smelling salt. Because, because naturally, naturally, uh, <laughs> at, at issue here are things that fundamentally affect real human beings, uh, Outside of Washington, but as far as Washington is concerned, it's all about, ooh, uh, uh, like high schools. Mary Jo said something mean about Elizabeth. It's and all about versa, the, the right? game yeah, of yeah. thrones. So there's there's a really hilarious thing uh, quote in here from a uh, Wayne Abernathy, the American Bank Association lobbyist. He says, quote, I don't understand Senator Warren's criticism of White for accusing herself when there is a conflict of interest, which conflict of interest is one of the things that Warren said was happening too often. Uh is is it that she would prefer the chairman go forward and participate in enforcement cases despite the conflict of interest? And I'm just like, no, Wayne Abernathy, here, stay with me here, Wayne, stay with me. You see, I think what she's saying is that there's too it's too often the case that the top cop on the beat has to recuse herself, and it might be preferable for us to have someone at the SEC who's not some kind of clapped out suck pump who always has to run in the other direction when the shit hits the fan. That's the situation, you American Bankers Association goober. 
<laughs> so meanwhile, back to the story. I, I wouldn't phrase it quite like that, but yeah, that's that's one of the issues. That's, that's right? why I host the show. She, she's a she's a corporate lawyer, and she was a corporate lawyer for a long time, and she keeps having to recuse herself from cases involving her ex clients. And that maybe maybe that person's not a good person to be. The Can SEC we not fan. find anyone who's not like swung through this revolving well, door look, a million there, times? This is this is a, a common a common issue with the administration and Elizabeth Warren, right? She's constantly saying this this revolving door thing is a big issue, uh, and you know I I think Elizabeth Warren has. has you know, keeps a list of people who she'd like to see in office. She doesn't publicize that list because as soon as she says, I support this person, the bank lobby will freak out and say they It becomes not. politicized. But isn't it interesting, that Politico piece, <laughs> it's fascinating to me that, that, that the, they're, they're defending Mary Jo White, and to defend Mary Jo White, they're trotting out the bank lobbyists. Right, of course, <laughs> right in the third paragraph. <laughs> but they also say this, they, they talk about, you know, centrist Democrats. They watch out Wall for Street. their own, man. Politico watches out for their own. But remember this, they also, they also talk about, you know, Democrats with close ties to Wall Street and stuff, complaining about this. And... And look, Mary Jo White doesn't even identify as a Democrat. Everyone from bank lobbyists to the people whose careers are dependent on bank lobbyists. Right. <laughs> See, Mary Jo White's awesome. Right, exactly. They love having a weak cop there. Um, and, and so, but she's not even a Democrat. So the idea that like the party is being dragged to the left by all I know, that's the craziest thing about this. She's not a Democrat. And, and on major, when she's not recusing herself from investigations, you know, the commission has five members. It's got three Democrats and two Republicans. Uh, so three Democratic out, appointees. So when deadlocked. it's deadlocked, but she often just votes with the Republicans. Right. Um, and so the, the two Democratic commissioners are like, "What the heck is going on here? I'm supposed to be, you know, working to protect investors on behalf of the Obama administration, and actually, what I'm doing is say, having to yell at the chairman for constantly siding with Republicans to, you know, f- to, to to give excuses not to regulate." Uh, so Kara Stein's one of the commissioners who keeps giving these scathing dissents to the, particularly the waiver decisions. Um, but but the Democrats have effectively been placed in the minority for a lot of the major SEC things under under Mary Jo White's tenure. And yet the Obama administration continues to, continues to defend her. They really dug in uh, after this this letter came out and said Mary Jo White's doing a great job, which really surprised me. I thought they could have just kept their mouths shut. Everyone from bank lobbyists to the legislators who careers depend on bank lobbyists to the super elite politicians who require Wall Street street money for their parties to be electorally successful say Mary Jo White's awesome they made themselves be future bank lobbyists exactly so I revised that I revised that to to take care of that Uh, so what happens from here I think nothing happens. Oh, awesome. Uh, (laughs) Good news. I mean, one thing that might happen is that that rule might get done by by the fall. uh, Right. Which which should be good. It'd be good for that to happen. So there might be a policy change as a result of that. But I don't think the SEC is just going to suddenly start granting waivers, stop granting waivers to people. I mean, they just granted... Felons, banks that pled guilty to felonies, waivers for all this. Uh, How about the uh, this rule, if it does go into effect by the fall... Is, are we going to hear a lot about that? Are we going to be hearing much more often about the ratio of CEO to worker pay at big companies? We, we, we heard about it a little, and it, it got a lot of attention when I believe it was some labor groups did this calculation for some fast food restaurants. Yeah, and there's a there's an organization called the it's a it's a and it was like a thousand percent you know the ratio was re- uh, uh, a very big number. It's absurd. I mean, and it's and it's gotten bigger. I mean, there's a think tank called the Institute for Policy Studies, uh, a woman named Sarah Anderson who's been tracking this for decades, and and you can see that the ratio. Uh, between sort of average worker pay, what they call typical worker pay among among top companies, has gone from like 
30 to 1 or so in like the 70s and early 80s to well over 300 to 1 now. Um, so CEOs are making more as workers are, are making less. So or, you th- or, do you or think we're going to he- when, when this does get published that this will be an effective uh, new rule and that we'll hear about CEO to worker pay a lot more often? I, I think you'll hear about it a lot more often. I don't know if, if – if, American corporations have proven much more um, resilient to public shame in the years since the banking crisis than yeah, I had expected. Um, I, I kind of thought I kind of expected a little more reform, frankly, uh, even even among companies that weren't involved in the crisis, just that people were expecting more from these big institutions. Um, that hasn't really happened. Um, we know that a lot of companies are still up to unsavory things, and they they keep making money at it, so they don't stop. Um, that said. I, I mean, what what are the what are the options there to to disclose that that we're we're, we're having a severe inequality crisis that's, that's happening within our major corporations, or or to keep it secret, which is which is preferable. I, I think having the information out there is still better than not. That's true. All right. Well, <clears throat> we'll see where it goes. Like we said, it probably goes nowhere. <laughs> like like almost all the things we talk about. Life is pain. Yep. I'm so, always so glad that we're. We're so honest in our hopelessness. Life is pain. <clears throat> Life As is in, pain. Au bon pain. La vie en pain. <laughs> the life in bread. The life of bread. <laughs> All right, thanks for joining us. Arthur Delaney, follow him on Twitter. Right now, he demands it. He's at Arthur Delaney HP. I beg of you to follow me. And Zach Carter is at Zach D. Carter. But Zach is in Zach with an H. Yeah, C-H. What does D stand for again? It'd be also as Delaney. <laughs> It's, it's actually Douglas, but I, I might just change it to dog because I like dogs a lot. <clears throat> All right. I think that's fair. Hi, dog. Three Dog See Night, you. Zach Dog Carter. Follow me at D-C-E-I-V-E-R, Deceiver. I'm the editor of the Press, Jason Lincolns. Thanks for being with us. We miss you already. So that's what happened this week. This podcast was produced and edited by Ibrahim Balki with technical direction from Brad Shannon and assistance from Christine Canetta and Adriana Ucero. I'm Jason Lincolns, editor of Eat the Press, and this week we were joined by Huffington Post reporters Zach Carter, Arthur Delaney, and Jessica Schulberg. So That Happened is available on iTunes, so please go check us out in the iTunes store, look for the Huffington Post's whole family of podcasts, and subscribe and tell your friends. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, send an email to so that happened at HuffingtonPost.com. As always, thanks so much for listening, and we miss you guys already. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.